Because of the coronavirus epidemic and to respect social distancing guidelines, this episode of Civil Politics was recorded remotely over Zoom. Good evening and welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM in Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm not Michael Dow and I'm here with Sue Timberlake. Hey there. And I am John Roberts. Um, Mike is, I guess, I don't, he might not be feeling well right now, so uh, hope all the best for him and we are going to soldier on without him without his dulcet tones, without his inimitable qualities. I can't believe I pronounced that right. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's funny. He's not here tonight because I have a word for you and for him. Mm -hmm. Since he had a word for us last week, he called us erstwhile. (laughs) Mm -hmm. He loves that word. So from, yeah. So for Mike tonight, I had, I had peripatetic, which is actually more true because he's not here. So who knows where he is? And for you, I had um, genre, our pansophical um, board and, and super engineer. Pansophical. Wow. And I picked that word because I didn't actually know what it meant. But I know what it's I know what its synonym means omniscient yeah <laughs> somebody who sees, sees all the angles so anyway but those were the words for tonight because i i was going to torment him but that's probably why he's not here yeah he ran away <laughs> <laughs> well before we get into everything i just want to uh, remind everybody if you want to get in touch with the show if you have any comments or questions or uh just musings or haikus i don't care then you can uh, email us that is contact at civilpoliticsradio.com you can go online on uh, twitter which uh, mike has taken over the civil politics twitter if you follow at civil politics fm then uh you'll be you'll see like what he's posting uh it's much more active for those of you that's that have already followed us and you can always go to civilpoliticsradio.com there you're gonna find all of our previous episodes going back to 2014 jesus um (laughs) and we've been on the air that long oh my goodness yes we have um through thick and thin (laughs) eight years um yeah, on the website we can you can go back listen to all our episodes. Uh, we also have things called civil politics supplementals, which are web only extras. So if you want to hear our unfettered views uh, on things or continuing conversations, continuing the interviews, then you can check us out there. That's civilpoliticsradio.com. Uh, so today. We are recording this on Thursday the 20th. This should air on Friday the 21st. Uh, And again on Monday, uh, the Monday after. Um, It is a year since a President Joe Joseph Ribonette Biden. I think that's his name. (laughs) Yeah, he has an interesting middle name. Uh, (laughs) Joe Biden, our, 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 our weird Uncle Joe, Uncle Joey. Um, he has been president for a year, uh, and it's been a year for him <laughs> because we actually touched on it a little bit last week when we had our animated discussions, but it's been a year. There's been, 
He's tried to do a lot of things. He's done a lot of things. He's just not done other things. So, um, Sue, what comes to mind yeah. when you're thinking of uh, Joe Biden's first year as El Presidente? Well, he, he made two big speeches. One in the sort of the beginning, I think it was his State of the Union. And then um, this week, he gave a two-hour speech. Yeah. Sort of some summarizing a lot of the stuff he's done and he really gave a speech maybe for 40 minutes or so and then it was really an open press conference i mean he he had open questions from uh you know journalists here there and all over the world mexico and belarus and china and you know it was it was quite something actually uh so i i'm sort of struck by that because I think it's always good for a president to sort of summarize what he hoped to get done and what he got done. I mean, you mm -hmm. can do that in the State of the Union. But I think also the fact that he went two hours and pretty much had the facts at the tips of his fingers to the very last question, he was able to answer to answer uh, what people asked of him. And he pushed back a fair amount yeah. on journalists, you know, because of the way they characterize stuff. But, you know, I think he's had a mixed year, but I think he's got some bad poll numbers right now because in the last two or three months, things have kind of stalled out on him. Yeah. And, you know, looks like Russia's probably going to invade Ukraine any moment. And COVID, you know, notwithstanding everything he did, COVID is back, you know, back in, you know, pretty intense. I mean, worse, worse as we've had it, actually. I mean, I heard let's, um, let's, uh, hold on, well, let, let's let's make sure that we get, get it right. Like COVID isn't back. COVID has been here. Everybody True. just acted like it wasn't there. Everybody took their masks off and they shouldn't have. Exactly. Yes. Everybody like back in July. I mean, that was one of his July. big things. Like yep. He wanted to get 100 million shots in, in, in everybody. And then he did. He did. And then he was like, oh, let's get 70% of everybody vaccinated. And he didn't. Um, but because so many people got vaccinated and, and like there was some success with that, everybody was like, cool, we're done. That's it. That's yep. what everybody that's what the scientists said. If that's what the government told us, if we get vaccinated, oh if another if enough people get vaccinated, then we'll be fine. And we're not because of variants and because that's the government has not been good in telling us how things should be. Um, so anyway, you were you were saying about um, about uh, other stuff. Well, and I was going to say, Dr. Fauci said this just I think today, this week, um, we're having 800,000 people infected every day at this moment. This is the Omicron variant, so it's right. not as. It's not as bad um, from all the reports. 156,000 people are in the hospitals right now, and we're get, having 2,000 deaths per day. So it's definitely not under control. No. Uh, this may be a peak. You know, this may be, we might be at, right at the worst part of this particular adventure. And, you know, everybody's getting free test kits. I signed up for mine. I think you said you signed up for yours. That's right. If you go to, if everybody goes to um, the post office um, website, and I'll put a link directly to this site in the, uh, in the show notes um, and on the website under this show, um, then you'll be able to order four free tests uh, 
and just have them delivered. They're going to start getting delivered like in the, within the next like week or so. Um, Biden, oh, like the Biden administration ordered uh, like a millions and millions of tests. So hopefully this will this will be fine. Um, you know, it it kind of stinks that it's per like household per address. Yep. Because yep, if there are six people living I, I together, get it then if you they just get have the same number, I do. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, but, but it's still four per per household. And my cousins and I all got some. We bought them. Actually, we yeah. paid for them like oh, you know cool. a month or two ago. So, you know, we have some kits already to begin with. So, what we do is we give give them to people when they need them. So. And actually, I needed one this past week. I think I told you before we went on the air, I get exposed on Friday. I gave a friend a ride to get her car. She's 83, and her car was at the shop getting evaluated. And we both had masks on, but um, this week she called me and told me that uh, somewhere along the way she she picked up COVID. She's positive. So I saw her on Friday, and this is Thursday. So I'm at, what, day seven? I've been negative so far. I've been tested. And I'll be tested again. Are you uh, sequestering? Yes. Yep. See, yep. this is why it's this is why we like each other. Very smart. <laughs> By the well, way, it's special. Call- the the I just want to make sure everybody hears it. The website to place your orders for free at home test kits um, are is special. slash test kits. So special.usps.com slash test kits. And I will put that link in the uh, show notes of this show. So, um, And it's very easy. They don't ask you for very much information, mostly no. your address. <laughs> Just your name and address. And you can put your email if you want uh, shipping notifications. That's that's it. There's no tax. There's no shipping handling. It's just boom, you're done. Uh, so, and it orders just like a commercial, uh, commercial site, you know, no bugs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> not the it's good. usual government experience. Yeah, it was it was very slick. <laughs> and I think, oh, this is smart. They must have used the U.S. Postal Service's um, database because they have every address in America because they delivered yeah, to it. They piggybacked on you yep. on, on the post post office, which is why everybody should uh, try to if they're if anybody's listening and the and your representative um, isn't for uh improving the post office then you should call them because this is the sort of thing that they're good at oh you know they're they're way good and (laughs) site didn't go down yeah i was going to say the post office has been dealt a shorthand because they increased what they had to pay in their pension Mm -hmm. to fund their pension system. And then once they forced the post office to do that, they looked at them and said, see, they're cash short. And they they are funding their pension system at like twice or three times the rate of any other Uh, entity in this country. They have to pay it out for 70 70 or 80 years in advance. They have to make sure they have that on hand, which is completely screwing them up. It's Yes, it doesn't follow accounting guidelines so yeah and i think it's because they were trying to put the post office out of business i don't don't know the whole rationale but i'm hoping you know biden um just replaced people on the board that oversees the post office he because there were seats that were all republican and then some were unfilled right by intention and so he had to put people on the board 
And now those people can vote to take the guy off that dismantled all those machines. I forget uh, his LaJoy. name. LaJoy. LaJoy. Yeah. Um, so they're going to re- remove him and they have somebody in line. So hopefully when they get the new postmaster general or whatever he is, um, he will be he or She will be able to fix what's wrong because the post office service has been terrible. And it's because they, they, they didn't have people to work and they didn't have machines. And yeah. it, it was really, well, it wasn't <laughs> the post office fault. It was, they were trying to undermine it. Yeah. I think. Oh, they, and we they, really that's need totally the postal service. It's yeah. quite clear that was the plan. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, that is a, a good thing that Biden has done this year. Uh, he's, he's been, um, very supportive of the, of the post office of labor, which is, which is good. Uh, you know, for the most part there, he hasn't done a lot for that, but I'm going to give him, I'm, you know what? I, 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 I'm down on Biden a lot during like on, on this show. I, and I admit it. And it's partly because, uh, it's just this ennui, this disappointment, um, this <laughs> sense that he's like a president out of time you know <laughs> like it's more of a he should be doing more not like he's he's screwing up you know i guess but so i'm trying to give him credit where credit's due you know like well this is what he's really trying to fix i mean exactly he's he's, he's dragged the you know he's, he tries to get judges appointed in the senate you know the senate he's having trouble getting the three you know the three legs of government working together here yeah so. Speaking of the three yeah, legs so of government, um, the, just a side thing. I just remembered they, uh, the um, the Supreme Court decided that uh, the the National Archives can, in fact, release all the documents related to Trump on, uh, like for for the purposes of um, January sixth, right? So the only person that voted against it on it is Clarence Thomas. It's yeah. the only, the only person. Gors- Gorsuch made some other arguments, but he still voted for it. Yeah. But the yeah. funny thing is Clarence Thomas's wife uh, actually supported the insurrectionists. He, his oh, wife is wild. Like she's, she's going off. <laughs> well, they raise a lot of money through her. She, oh, they, God, there's yeah. some loophole and stuff that that she does all kinds of things that brings money into the family. So, but you know, the one thing that's good about the Supreme Court is they only got that case towards the end of December, and it's January twentieth. So they could have decided it real quick, but they decided pretty quick, a month later, within the right. month. So that's not bad. And that's great because that means all the records will go immediately to the January 6th committee. So that's good. That's great. So back to Biden. Um, well, I'm looking on PolitiFact uh, because they they have a uh, presidential um, promise tracker. Uh, and oh, cool. 16% or what's promises kept, 16 promises kept, three promises are on compromise, zero promises are broken, and 24 of them are stalled, and 46 are in the works. And that's that kind that kind of spread is interesting because he hasn't broken any promises. The problem is that the promises he he has made were I'm gonna try to do this, and 
or like trying to get everybody vaccinated. But the problem is like he is trying to get everybody vaccinated. Just everybody doesn't want to get vaccinated. Some of his, uh, I mean, the stalled promises would be obviously the uh, um, the filibuster vote and um, getting voting rights uh, and the Build Back Better plan. Those have been stalled or in the works, I guess. Yeah. But we all know that the Build Back Better plan is is going to be weak after after the uh, the uh, conservative Democrats get their their little mitts on it. Did you hear what Manchin said today? Oh, God, what did he start, say? Start over, blank piece of paper. Go oh, back there. God. He, he said, start over. People are furious with him. He just doesn't care. After all that, he doesn't. He does not care. I think care. he's running for president. I think he's running for president. You know what the worst thing is? I, I think you're right. Yeah. Or or he's trying to get like, oh, man, what if, what if there was a... Uh, if if like the Republicans were trying to do a unity ticket, like a Republican, oh. um, like if if Trump doesn't run again, maybe they can have like, like, I don't know, <laughs> who's a who's a crazy. So, do you remember when McCain talked to Lieberman? Exactly. He was bring him on. Exactly. Yeah. Like stuff like something like that. That people would eat that up. It would be it would be wild. Like people would, um. People would be like, oh, he's going to be vice president on the Democrats, but he's going to what? You know, and like that might actually like move the needle a little bit, especially if um, Biden decides to run for another term. For the love of God, please don't let him run for another term. But I mean, that might be, uh, be, uh, be the other thing. He he might know mm -hmm. that Biden isn't running again uh, and he was going to be just a one term president. So. The floodgates are going to start yeah. opening up because yeah. Harris is not really at a position to to do anything unless unless you does something. Unless something changes. Year. Yeah. Well, well, and you know, he gave um, Biden gave Harris the um, the border issue, and you know, in the first couple of weeks of his his uh, first year, he mm -hmm. did about eight things on immigration that were pretty good. And then he handed it to um, Kamala Harris. And I don't know whether he hasn't let her or she doesn't have the tools or what, but it seems like they've kind of hung it around her neck. But that first that first week, um, first of all, the immigration was a 20-year high last year. It was a million people came across the border, which was more than 2019 and 2020 combined. Right. Um, he tried to... Um, take out the NPP where they made people wait in over the border and the court fought him on that. So he had to put it back in then um, title 42, which is where they use the pandemic to keep people out of the country. Right. Um, he's kept that in place. Uh, and then he tried to address root causes and he, he spent a billion bucks uh, in other countries trying to address root causes Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't know what what's happening with that, but he certainly came out of the Biden came out of the chute, you know, ready for that. I mean, a lot of those were executive orders. I think he reinstated DACA. He did. Um, yeah, he did a bunch of stuff. But if if Kamala Harris couldn't sort of keep carrying it, you know, it didn't like launch anything and we're kind of stymied again. Yeah. Um, you know, 
she probably doesn't have a very good shot at president or or she might you know maybe it'll just disappear as an issue but if she if if he actually gave her some signature um some signature uh law or, or legislation or something if she could shepherd through something then she would yeah. have a much better standing but the, as it stands right now it doesn't matter if she's going to try to shepherd through anything if they try to pass anything that doesn't meet with Joe Manchin or or Kristen Cinema's standards as they were then it's not going to happen or the republicans yeah, yeah. and didn't, that's didn't this he... is it this is this year is pretty much yeah. like when they can do anything because it's not looking good for the democrats in 2022 let me tell you yeah the midterms did he give her voting rights was she shepherdized shepherding that i, I forget i don't know <laughs> did he give her voting rights <laughs> well i thought i thought he gave her two big topics as sort of her you know they were going to be her domain it was just uh, funny like like does does she have voting oh, rights can she do that? <laughs> can she <sorry>. vote literally <laughs> literally Oh, did you hear what Mitch McConnell said today? You probably oh, didn't God, hear this. What did, no, I've been I've been kind of busy today, so I haven't heard anything. What's going on? Well, I can't say it exactly how he said it, but it was basically that um, black citizens in America vote at the same rate as Americans, and he used those two terms as if they were different groups of oh, people. No. Yeah, it was in Reuters. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, oh, no, McConnell was trying no, to no, no, say no, no, that. No. Yeah, it, he just he he. Uh, anyway. Oh yep. my God. And he's from Kentucky. He should know better. <laughs> there is that that picture of him accepting award in front of like the the um, Confederate battle flag. There's that uh, <laughs> smiling yeah. with some dude in front of the battle flag. Ugh. Uh oh, well, that was his statement. A... It was today or yesterday. It was this week. So it's just hitting the press. <sighs> Jesus Christ. That was that was today. It was today. Yeah, I, I'm I just knew it was pretty, Being like... black doesn't make you less of an American, no matter what this oh no, that um uh what did he say? I'm trying to find it. Well, the concern is misplaced because if you look at the statistics, African American voters are voting in just as high a percentage as Americans. Yep. Dude. <laughs> Implication being, those are Bro. two different groups. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> this is your one job. This is your one. Your job is to talk to people and uh, try to make them see how you do what you want them to do. It, it, it's your job to talk to people. This is your, and give speeches and stuff. This is your job. It's not like, it's not like he flubbed the lines because he's just some hack in the back office, like going over spreadsheets. This is, he's, he's the Republican leader. He's basically the leader of the Republican party right now because no, yep. like Trump is just hiding in his castle, but. Oh my God, dude. Uh, yep. <laughs> oh my God. Have, have you heard, you've probably heard that statistic that um, folks waiting to vote white white folks it's like say it's one hour or 20 minutes to to vote on average and black communities it's like three hours it's unbelievable because they've well, eliminated so many voting places i mean there's you know yeah. it's but the, you know that that's a statistic he could have cited 
he, well, he if he to. did that, then he would, then people would be like, well, vote for voting rights, dude, yeah. get my guy. What's going on? Um, he's just, it's just, I, I think Craven, Craven, that's, that's what Mike usually says. Craven. Craven. <laughs> so. Well, why just, was he even talking about it? You know, it's like. Uh, oh, because it's Martin saying, Luther King Jr.'s birthday, probably. Uh, and they're and they're trying to do voting rights, so he's trying to be like hip or something. With I it. guess it's disgusting. It's, it's yeah. just African American voters are voting in just as high a percentage as Americans. Hey, guess what? Let's take that <laughs> as fact. Let's just let's just run with that. That means not enough people are voting. Yeah. It's well, our that voter is turnout is country. not excellent. It is not great. So, uh. Uh, yeah, <laughs> if it if it keeps going south, but Biden Biden's had quite a year. I mean, he got the infrastructure bill through, and they've been trying to do infrastructure since Eisenhower. Just about. Yep, you he know, got to the bipartisan bill through. Um, yeah, that was big bucks. What, like a trillion dollars, I think. Uh, yeah, was it one point two? I forget. I, I mean, remember, but it's it's yeah. it's a good chunk of change, and it's you know bridges and and the uh, um, internet and roads, and you know it's really the well um, physical the infrastructure. Internet one is uh, under the Build Back Better, actually. Aren't they? Isn't there some in the original one, and then there's the the really finished the last mile is in the Build Back Better. As far as I, I can, I think it tell it the the internet like getting broadband to to different people's homes is is that's that's actually in the works that's a, that's one of the things that's in it expand broadband yeah. or wireless broadband via 5g to every american that's part of the build back better did you say 5g uh <laughs> oh you know what you heard about this right that the airlines yeah are, that are like when we get begging um, them vaccinations we get 5g out. chips in our in our arms, we can get um, personal Wi-Fi. That's what I've heard. <laughs> no, <laughs> the, the the airlines use the radar they use to um, the radar type um, detector they use mm-hmm. to land an airplane in the fog uses five G, and it's very close to the um, to the wavelength that the five G rollout for phones is, and the airlines are saying that they will not, they will be canceling flights if this rolls out because near the airport, they won't be able to land on um, days when it's not visual flight rules. Yeah. That they, that they can actually, because it, it interrupts, it's sort of like the old cell phones used to interrupt pacemakers in the ER, you know, 5g actually interrupts the uh, jet landing radar and yeah, people are very concerned about it and they've, they've paused it twice and I think the Biden administration is going to let it go ahead. But I, I mean, I mean, the airlines are really serious about this. This is this is not funny. I don't know how this happened. I don't know, because uh, this is this is the result of um, the the frequency scale uh, that happened a few years ago. Like, yeah, I remember they're trying to isolate and separate, you know, giving this back to the safety guys and mm-hmm. letting that one go to the public. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny that they didn't actually look into this. But anyway, uh, we are at the halfway mark. Um, I believe Mike is uh, is feeling a little better and will be coming to join us in the second half. Maybe we can talk about um, uh, more Biden stuff or maybe the 
Massachusetts gubernatorial race for 2022 because we just had uh, an announcement of that. So um, we'll take a break night now. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Table of Contents is a weekly music program that assembles an assortment of songs and sounds of many genres, and which may entail literally taking a random collection of musical sources off the shelf and giving them a turn on the table or spin in the CD or tape player, each week presenting shows which can at times be organized and orderly, and at other times perhaps be not as much so, yet never dull. Tune in Friday nights, 10 p.m. till midnight on WXOJ LP, Northampton 103.3 FM. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Hey, this is Wendy, host of Valley Free Radio's subculture music program, featuring new wave, post-punk, indie, and electronic music from the 70s to today. Join me every Friday night from 8 to 10 p.m. here on WXOJ, or stream it live from your favorite listening device at valleyfreeradio.org. The Forbes Library staff would like to remind you of the incredible resource that you have in your local public library. We have tens of thousands of books for you to check out, music CDs, movies, newspapers from around the region, the state, and the country. We have a wide variety of magazines and free computer and internet access every day. We also have our incredible reference services there to help you answer particularly vexing problems. All of this is free, locally available at 20 West Street in Northampton. So come by and check us out in person or at www.forbeslibrary.org or call 587-1011 for more information. to evidence-based radio, science and skepticism from a feminist and socialist perspective. Every week, we explore the interesting and important stories in science with a focus on the positive. Friday nights from 6 to 7 on Valley Free Radio, 103.3 FM, or at evidencebasedarada.com. That's 6 to 7 p.m. Fridays on Valley Free Radio. I love that theme music. I'm very happy that I could. Anyway, this is this you you we're back with civil politics here on Valley Free Radio WXOJLP 103.3 FM in Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm uh not Michael Dow. I'm here with <laughs> uh Sue Timberlake and Michael Dow actually. Uh he has deemed us yep. worthy <laughs> of his presence. He's he's he has judged us worthy. <laughs> Of uh, <laughs> of of uh, inter- of interacting with His Holiness, um, and for I just want to say, yes, for one, yeah, go ahead. Oh, finish. for one, I am I am just over the moon. I am flabbergasted, really, that um, I I'm able to even conceive of the stage that you are on. So. <laughs> Well, it is oh always goodness. good to like reconnect with the little people and whatnot. But I would just yeah. like to say that uh, uh, Michael Dow actually is not a 
deeply misogynistic British uh, holiday themed rom com. Um, it's uh, okay. okay. I don't know. Probably a much nicer movie, but uh, if possible, it will still have Emma Thompson. <laughs> so I, I thought maybe Michael, Michael would get on the air with us after <laughs> yeah. having been somewhere else and say, "Beat me up, Scotty. There's no intelligent life down here." <laughs> oh. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, so I Mike, feel if I would... tried that, Scotty might be like. Sorry, Captain, I can't, you know, you got to stay down there with the rest of them. <laughs> like, damn it. <laughs> we don't want you on our ship. Would... <laughs> <laughs> this is a bad accent. Your... <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So we, <laughs> we, start, <laughs> we, we started the show tonight, Mike. You missed it because you were elsewhere. Um, and uh, I was saying that I had a word for both of you this week because last week you named us erstwhile. And so this week for you, I have peripatetic. And then when you didn't show up, it was actually quite nice that I had chosen that word for you. And for genre, I chose um, pansophical, which I didn't actually know the meaning of. But um, when I saw it, I thought, oh, that's interesting because it's the synonym for omniscient. So I I thought that would be a good word to start the week with. So pansophical, all wise. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know, um, it's tough being me. John Redamas. It's it's a uh, it's a uh, it's tough. You know, it's um, <laughs> it's a trial, but I I do it for you, the audience. There's that. Um, I think the movie was broadcast news with like um, William Hurt and Deborah Winger and um, I can't take um, it anymore. Yeah, no, the, that's network. That's, that's something yeah, else. That's right, this network. This was like a like a rom com. Uh, Albert Brooks and Deborah. I think it's Deborah Winger and uh, William Hurt, and they're they're like working at a news station. And there's a moment where like the the editor in chief of the station is like, you know, he's he's you know they're having an argument, and Deborah Winger basically like makes all these good points, and like the guy's like, but uh, and she's like, no, but yeah, you know, and basically, uh, like after this whole thing where she's like just totally put this guy in his place he fumes at her a moment and he he and then he just says man it must be great to be right all the time and she just looks at him she goes no it's exhausting it is (laughs) it really is man i'm glad someone understands god okay anyway um we were we were talking about biden i know that um you had a few thoughts about uh about his his what the the last year of meh um <laughs> we're uh, trying to be positive a little bit but like biden's last year i know you had a few thoughts before we go on to some more local news so please mike take it away uh yeah but i'll promise i'll bring it back well president biden you know like it, it, there's some real disappointment but uh i i will admit um um Part of the reason why I'm disappointed with him is because we, you know, his predecessor was so disastrous and we have so many crises. And um, I don't know how much of uh, how his track record has played out over this first year is down to uh, indifference and obstructionism. You know, Republicans just knee jerk refusing to do anything and. You know, uh, having to deal with people like Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema and other um, complacent uh, centrist Democrats, I, 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 and how much conservative Democrats? Sure. 
All right. They like to call themselves <laughs> centrist, but yes. Yeah, they're not. And how much of it is, you know, uh, uh, you know, Biden wasn't going to set his sights high enough anyways. Um, but I, 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 if he was able to do all the things that he'd set out to do over the past year, we would have uh, uh, not only major improvements to infrastructure, we'd have, uh, uh, you know, we'd have we building towards a program for national child care, uh, lots of new uh, measures to to um, uh, fight climate change and, uh, you know, fix water supply problems around the country. And we'd have more secure voting rights. And yeah, just just things would be uh, uh, measurably in, you know, uh, inarguably better, you know, and and uh, more people would be vaccinated against COVID-19 and just the country would just be in better shape. Um, so I certainly don't want to say, oh, Joe Biden's the best, but because he isn't. <clears throat> but if we really did, you know, just say, fine. We'll do it your way, El Presidente, you know, shake our fist at the dictator or whatever, you know, like if we were doing it his way, things would be actually better. So I have to give him at least some credit for that because, you know, um, well, as I've said with with some disdain and, and, and black humor sometimes, you know, Donald Trump was the fire and Joe Biden's the frying pan and we've jumped back into it. And obviously that's not good, but. You know, it really is a hell of a lot better than than what we had. And so you know. sad. Yeah, I, I, absolutely. It's <clears throat> I'm damning him with faint praise. Ugh. But but the praise is genuine, you know, like like he is appointing like uh, uh, a really good mix of new people to the justiciary. He did, you know, take some strong executive actions that did actually alleviate harm that was happening. The infrastructure bill splitting off from Build Back Better was a bad idea, but, you know, it has passed and there is some good stuff in there. So it's like <clears throat> it's it's um, we, we need we need major uh, we need major surgery and, you know, we need immediate emergency medical care. Um, this first aid kit he's brought isn't isn't good enough. But I did you bring a snake bite kit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, <laughs> but on the other hand. It is actually like, but that is better. Like, oh, man, no, it is nice that you've, you know, actually like bandaged the wound. Oh, yeah. OK. Oh, oh. And yeah, that splint definitely makes my arm feel less bad now. So, you know, <laughs> I... <clears throat> yeah, that'll that, basically I think like just to wrap it up, just basically um, through that analogy, we have a multiple fracture in our arm. He's come and, and he made a splint out of a stick. Uh, and some and and part of his shirt and it's holding our arm together but you need like there there are bone splinters everywhere you need major surgery like you said and, and there's a forest fire and we need to get out of here exactly yeah the world <laughs> at, like the world at large is just you know um with uh with the 2022 olympics happening in beijing that's a whole thing we have I, tons of like we have russia honestly, about to invade the rest yeah. of europe or whatever and and well ukraine anyways yeah i'm i'm being i'm using hyperbole for for comedic effect obviously 
um, hilarious comedic effect. Hey, if it doesn't work when I do it, it doesn't work when you do it. (laughs) (laughs) They do have Russian troops on the north, the east, the south of Ukraine, and also in Belarus. They have them in Belarus coming across the border that way. So he does kind of have... Uh, a broad a broad approach that Putin has taken. Do you do you think Biden's done well on the foreign policy side? Uh, not especially. The no. uh, COP twenty three climate summit was lackluster. Though I mean, you know, he's he he didn't have a strong hand because of the way the Republicans, you know, uh, and Manchin and Cinema allowed the Republicans to to like, you know, blackjack him, you know, you know, hit him with a caution in the back alley as he made his way there or whatever. But um, the Iran nuclear deal has not been um, uh, renewed properly. Uh, like that was like like the simple and easy thing to do is to just say, yes, we are going to start complying with this once again and give, you know, like just say, you know, Iran, you know, the previous guy messed that up. We're just going to start honoring the terms again. Please do so uh, yourselves again at your earliest convenience, uh, you know, and, you know, and just just taking the unilateral move to fix things because we took the unilateral move to break things. And he didn't do that. And now it's yeah. this whole thing. The withdrawal from Afghanistan was uh, 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 a disaster two decades in the making, you know, uh, it was following, you know, agreements that his predecessor had negotiated. So, you know, uh, if he didn't want to uh, throw that out the window, his hands were kind of tied. I, I still think it could have been handled better. Um, a lot oh, better. It definitely could have been. So I think we could have done more to help the people who we, we've, we've screwed over. But, you know, uh, uh, fundamentally, Afghanistan was... Uh, uh, a house of cards and a, a dumpster fire and all those metaphors uh, and had been for a long time. And so I, 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 in the end, I think president Biden was wise to just say, screw it. You know, we're out of here because this is dumb. This is just a waste of time and money and lives. I'm going to say one thing uh, when, when thinking of like, this is my, when I think about Biden and what he has accomplished what he has accomplished, what he hasn't accomplished, and everything like that. Um, the subject of the Republicans always comes up. Uh, and one thing that I've been thinking lately is this is this is a hurdle that he saw coming a mile away. Oh, he had it with Obama. Yeah. yeah. I had the same hurdle, if and not less or worse. Exactly. He did that. They saw how they were acting throughout the Trump presidency. He saw what they were doing leading up to um, his his inauguration. So this is I keep this is why I keep saying like there should have been legislation also to go like ready to pull the trigger as soon as he got into office. Like this is we had two years, one and a half years to do something. And one thing that he might not have seen is Kristen Cinema and and Joe Manchin just being the absolute buttheads that they're being right now. But seriously, like he, there have been a few speeches where he's like blaming other people for for things. It's like the where does the buck stop? I yeah. know where the buck stops. It's, you know, like I understand that the Republicans are being jerks. We all knew that they were being jerks. 
you knew this going in. You know, my party was, of course, going to play hardball, because I always do. But also, the Democrats almost didn't get the Senate. It was the two Georgia senators that yeah, tipped the yeah. balance. So, so that was a gift. You needed to run. The minute that happened, you needed to grab exactly. the ball and go with it. Exactly. Well, like they, they should and have they, had legend, not just signing stuff, like because they had those ready to go, but they should have been talking to all the senators, all the Congress people that were going to get elected and say, look, we need to have something ready to go immediately that everybody will just vote on. Well, the res- rescue plan went, they, they did the rescue plan. Right. Yeah. That's w- which true. was passed Sorry. with budget reconciliation. Like, yeah. seriously. Only non-controversial stuff and stuff where, where like, uh, like it is specifically exempted from filibustering is getting done. And that's just yeah. just how it is. So I think more preparation could have been done. But legislatively, uh, the Biden administration, like they've actually taken some swing for, swings for the fences, like um, in the uh, the covid rescue plan. They were floating the idea of like, hey, how about we throw in something that mandates a $15 an hour minimum wage uh, increase over a few years? And, you know, the, the, the Senate parliamentarian is like, that isn't consistent with the structure, with the Senate rules for reconciliation. And, nice try. Nice try. We see you. Nice try. Exactly. You know, so like he got a lot of criticism for for that. And it's like, I hear what you're saying. Uh, but on the other hand, like the only reason people were talking about it is because the Biden administration decided to try something. They were like, we're going to see, we're going to try and push this boundary and see how we do. All right. It didn't work. It it didn't work. And the only way to get our way on this now is to actually, well, is to break, uh, uh, the way the Senate operates. And as, um, well, as Andrew Torres on uh, the legal podcast opening arguments that I listen to quite often that I've mentioned before on the show, as he pointed out, like that means that a it would be very easy to get that stayed and even overturned uh, by uh, a federal court. Uh, yeah. Because, you know, part of the point is like it, uh, there are is a presumption that, you know, the normal order of business is the way things to do. And when you deviate from that, um it 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 does call the legitimacy of things into question, and there's like, you know, federal laws governing how policies get enacted and yeah. things like that. So yeah. So um, we should. I would say. Hold on, hold on. We should. We only have a few more minutes. Let, let, um, well, let me just let me so, just say two quick things, and then yeah, yeah. then yes, yeah, indeed. Very quickly, the, we need to go on to go- governorship. I, I agree. So the, the the first is, uh, I think the the criticism of President Biden that focuses on foreign policy is really cognate because the president has a much freer hand with foreign policy than with domestic. And even in the areas where basically he can do things his way, like the Iran nuclear deal, like telling the Pentagon what to do about, you know, and and the State Department and whatnot for dealing with getting out of Afghanistan. uh, Yeah, they've they've been lackluster. And that, I think, is a real shame. So I'm disappointed that Biden isn't handling this stuff well. Because it's not like he hasn't been thinking about being president for, you know, 40 years. And he hasn't, you know, and, you know, getting out of Afghanistan is what he was suggesting we do in 2010. Yeah. You know, like that was that was his policy recommendation as vice president. So now that he's actually the boss, he's he's screwing up doing what he wanted to do before. And it's like, oh, you know, that's kind of mm. the other. The other thing is just uh, uh, I did hear some of the things you guys said during the first half of the show. 
And I was just, I, I want to reiterate, what is up with Mitch McConnell and his Freudian slip about I black Americans? Well, I just, the thing that struck me is like, you know, if black Americans and white Americans vote at the same rate and you're making it hard for black Americans to vote, I think what he's really worried about is like, if it's as easy for black Americans to vote as it is for white Americans, they'll vote more. And that might really tip the elections against us. Oh, no. So, which to me is a great reason to do it. <laughs> Let me read some names to you, uh, to you guys. Danielle Allen, Sonia Chang Diaz, Orlando Silva, and Maura Healy. Ooh, Maura Healy. I recognize that name. Who, uh, who are these people? How are, how are they connected? Front, front runner. <laughs> they, wait, wait, old... wait. No, they, they're that new hip hop barbershop quartet. Uh, like they do a lot of, uh, you know, dropping the bass and whatnot. It's really kind of, you know? Okay. So those are all the, the people that have declared, officially declared as, um, the gubernatorial candidates for 2022. Maury Healy just announced, uh, this today or the day before, depending on when you're listening, um, thoughts. Her website is just, Hey, I'm running. Give me money. Volunteer if you like. Nothing about like, you know, like like nothing about like what she wants to do or proposals or whatever. Not even anything about her her track record. Like, you know, like, hey, I'm Maura Healy and I've been the you know, the state attorney general and and here's good stuff I have done, you know? It's like it really oh is God, you're right. bare bones. And, well they probably just put it up. At least it didn't say under construction. Yeah, but I mean like <laughs> it's Again, like you I'm, knew I'm, you were going to do this. Right. Un you unless this, yeah, this this can't be a surprise. Like, like, seriously, this is like, Wix. Did she make it with Wix? What's going on here? Jesus. I don't know. Maybe she, did she do it herself? Maybe she's it, it looks like she might be trying to be like a frugal Yankee, in which case I think I might approve that. I, there's no need to spend money on fancy marketing types. The good bare bones website of Maura Healy. Yeah. What do you think about her I, announcement? Uh, well, I just want to say a little bit about Danielle Allen. I have heard her speak, and um, she's she's pretty good. But I like I like governors that have executive experience. That's my criteria, as you guys know. Um, so having run some sort something, executed. So Maura Healy's you know done a pretty good job for Massachusetts. She's the one who was she was one of the early ones to try and get the lawsuits against the um, Purdue family. Um, she, uh, wrote the rules for, um, gambling, online gambling, first tried to fight it and then came up with rules, you know, postponed it and delayed it and, um, wrote the rules for it. So she's, she's pretty proactive. And when she was, she was uh, second in command under Martha Coakley. And I think she got one of the really big cases through. So she's, she's a really good AG. I, I don't, I don't think she's a strong candidate for governor, but she's certainly recognizable. And I think John, or you said she has lots of money, right? She's got a, yeah, good, she's got a war, a good chest, war chest, which he yeah. should have spent on a, on a website. I agree. Yeah, I've maybe seen she didn't, maybe. politicians that have better websites. This Why do you think she's not a good candidate, Sue? Do you, like, do you think she like, she lacks charisma or something or what, what? Um, did, by the way, on her website, what's the domain name? Can you see it? It's Healy.com. Dot com? Yeah. Yep. It should at least it's it, it dot should com. Be dot, <laughs> no, it should be dot org. So maybe that's Why? not her official site. Because she's a political campaign. 
Uh, no. Most of these sites use .com because that's, .com the, because that's uh, the, uh, the thing uh, the most thing people most type people most often. often. There, there, there was, was a famous uh, adult content website called whitehouse.com for a long time because people would go, I want to go see what's at the White House. And, of course, it's whitehouse.gov because it's the government. Yeah. But, you know, people are used to typing whitehouse.com. So be like, hey. That's more of a branding thing. Yeah. If you, yeah. If you uh, want to see, you, buy the three, you know, three domains, hot, but is it hot more, and dirty presidential more, action. <laughs> is it Mara Healy for governor or just Mara Healy? MauraHealy.com. It is also it is not .org. She does not have the .org. Yeah, so should say something like should say for governor or something in there <laughs> in the year, huh? Well, anyway, well, that aside. That, yeah. That is, I just was curious because I haven't. <laughs> yeah, I hadn't seen it, so I just wondered where you were looking. I was trying to get where you were looking. Um, so uh, she's a tiny person. Uh, if you've ever stood next to her, which I have, uh, yes, um, you, you're you're she you're sad. But, looks tiny on her yeah. website. <laughs> you're sad, but true <laughs> point that like the tallest tends to win elections. Uh, man, I wish you were yeah. wrong about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, she is she is brilliant. She is very fast, and she's an incredible basketball player. I happen to know, and she can balance a basketball on her finger for a very long time, almost like a Harlem Globetrotter. So she's very athletic and she's very smart and she's very quick. And I just wish she had more executive experience because I think running the AG's office isn't quite enough because you have to, you know, you have to run the state police and you have to run, um, you know, appoint people for the MBTA and all that. And I just wish she had a little more depth of experience, but, you know, very talented and she certainly has paid her dues. So, so. if she, if so, if you had your choice, you uh, of the of the declared people, you would go with Orlando Silva, huh? Owner of, with pro, none of them. pro Air Duct Cleaning. That's executive managerial experience. I, I didn't know the other two, but um, I, and I don't know <laughs> who the state Republicans senator. are going to put up. Uh, Chen, yeah. uh, Diaz is a state senator. Yeah, and I I don't you know I don't like senators as president either. I you know just a personal preference. I like governors as president. I like executives ex executing. Um, it's going to be because you know Charlie it's Baker and um, it's and it's um, Karen. Um, I'm drawing a blank on her last name, and I should know it off the top of my head. Karen the, Polito, uh, the lieutenant governor. governor. Polito. Yeah, they're she, not running, so I don't. She also know. isn't running. Yeah, yeah. It's Jeff Deal. Right. It's, it's going Jeff to be Deal. Jeff Deal. No. Well, no, wouldn't vote for him either. So no, nobody should. He's <laughs> no. Nobody should. Somebody vote. come out of the Nobody woodwork. should vote when, for Tifty. <laughs> when's the election? Is the election this November? November first, yes. I want to say. Yeah. Yeah. November, so I, I don't know. Some, some, somebody on the Republican side's got to announce in the next day or two. Hopefully not, not Jim going Ryan. To. <laughs> this yeah. is it. There's is Jeff Deal, Darius Mitchell, and Philip Mitza as a write-in. It's gonna be Jeff Deal. Oh my God! Yeah. You know it's going, to, it's going to be Healy versus Jeff Deal. What does that well, sound the, like to you? Uh, it sounds Democrats, like uh, it sounds like Healy will be our next governor if that's if that's the case. But no, I, I was yeah, thinking it sounds the, more like uh, Trump versus Hillary. Uh, well, Senator, <laughs> Senator Downing stepped out. He was he's from Western Mass. He's a pretty smart guy. He would have been a strong candidate. Senator Downing, but he he got in the race and then he got out because he couldn't raise any money. He's a you know, Democrat. You know, Sue, I don't know if it's too late, but uh, 
you know, if you want, you could try organizing a whip round, see if we could get um, uh, Chris Christie to get a place in Jamaica Plain, you know, and he could throw his hat <laughs> in the ring. I think he needs to be he's for got, a little while. He's got governor, gubernatorial experience, you know, I mean. It's the only job he'd be able he, to get. <laughs> he, he's too ethnic and too diverse for Massachusetts, Massachusetts parochial. He's but too, I would, I would I go have for no idea Chris what Christie. You mean. <laughs> I will go for Chris Christie if he runs for president, which I predict he will. Oh, God. Okay. Well, thank you. Maybe he'll team up <laughs> with Joe Manchin. Depressing, depressing uh, end to the show. <laughs> oh, the mixers have just tuned out. Oh, jeez. Everybody, everybody I just tuned, tuned out. out. Anyway, uh, thank you, everybody, for listening to Civil Politics on Valley Free Radio. We've got a ton of great shows coming up. Uh, Mike. What do we what do we have? Subculture coming at about eight o'clock, followed by Table of Contents at ten and OK Asia at midnight. And we do have a genre. We'll be putting out the podcast version of this show Monday morning at about one a.m. So you know, stay up late to update your software. And then we have a repeat <laughs> airing for a Monday afternoon at four p.m. So listen to us all over again. So thank you so much, like I said, for everybody for listening. If you want to hear more of us, civilpoliticsradio.com. Email us, contact at civilpoliticsradio.com. And uh, Twitter, at civilpoliticsfm, which Mike is now using to its fullest extent, which is he's been doing a great job. Thanks, Mike. Thank you. So from all of us here to all of you out there, thank you so much for listening and good night. Civil Politics is a member of the Planetside Podcast Network. To learn more, go to planetsidepodcasts.com.